0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Matt Bullen and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Um, if you're taking notes tonight, if you would, go ahead and... The title is Faith Starts With You. Faith Starts With You. And I'm going to get a drink of water so I slow down. All right, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the time to be here. I thank you for each and every one of these hearts these minds, these lives, and these callings that you've placed right here in this building tonight, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you're here to meet with them, to help them to understand. And Father, as we started with this incredible praise and worship in this time and it set this atmosphere, Lord, I pray and ask that you would help this atmosphere to grow, this faith-receiving atmosphere. Father, I know you're ready to do something great tonight. So Lord, I pray that you would help me to speak this message, to deliver it with simplicity and clarity, Father, that hearts and lives would be open to receive your word tonight. And Father, most of all, I want to honor you. I want to say thank you. Use me, lead me, and guide me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to make it really easy tonight to follow along in your Bible. We're going to go to two scriptures. So if you want to put a marker down, my wife uh, despises when I do this, so I'm going to do it just out of fun. Psalms chapter 37, verse three is where we're going to start. We're going to start Psalms 37 and Luke 18. Luke 18 will be the other one, but we're going to start in Psalms 37. But I want to start with this. I read this quote and I thought it was such a great quote for us to understand. And it says this, it says, the voice you believe will determine the future you experience. I'm going to say it again because I want you to hear what he's saying right there. It says, the voice you believe will determine the future you experience. I started thinking about this word and I started thinking about faith in our lives and how we deal with this every single day, how we make a choice to walk this process out. It's a choice. Just like honor is a choice, faith is a choice. We can choose to have faith in the people around us. We can choose to have faith in ourselves. We can choose to have faith in God. And I think it's very evident where you place your faith by what your actions show, by what your words say, by how your thoughts are processed. And I think this is what it comes back down to, is that when you choose to walk by faith, it simply starts here, and then we process it forward and apply it to the rest of our lives. So listen to what's, this is a Psalm of David, Psalms 37, and and I want you to know this, the Lord brought me to this Psalm about three weeks ago, and I have not been able to get out of it. You can look at my Bible, I mean, it is marked all up in here. I've got notes, I've got different things that I've written on different pages, but I love this part right here. Verse three, he says this, he starts out and he says, trust, trust in the Lord and do good, period. That's the statement that starts right there. Trust in the Lord and do good. As you start there, he says, then you will live safely in the land and prosper. That's a choice that we choose to make. I think about this because it says it starts with the word trust. When you start with the word trust, you're starting with us. Do we choose to trust this? Um, I, I always think about the trust fall. And, and for those of you that have been around a little bit, we, we have this video when it's um, fall back time. You'll see it in the fall where the guy is getting ready to do a trust fall. Everybody's behind him. He's standing here like this. And they said, all right, on the count of three, fall. And he goes, one, two, three. And the guy falls this way and everybody's behind him and everybody starts laughing on those things. And I always think about that, that if you don't trust and fall the right way, you know, he trusted, he closed his eyes and he fell. Problem was he went the wrong way. And I think a lot of times we can put our trust in different things that cause issues. Sometimes we put our trust in people and they fail. Sometimes we put our trust in things and they break down. But I love the Lord and what he teaches us about this. God simply says this word, is exactly what Pastor Oscar said up here. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. One of my favorite songs that I continue to just play all the time, it's, it's called Do It Again. In, this, in the song, there's a statement that is said right there that says, God, you've done it before, and I know that you'll do it again, do it again, do it again. And that's what I keeps rolling through my head. We were playing it, and Tuesday we were in here praying, and that song came on. And I'm telling you what, the atmosphere in this place just erupted. It was like the, the spiritual realm just opened up and just poured it out upon this place. Because when you start saying those statements, there's no doubt. Remember, our Father is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he's done it before, he'll do it again. And when he gets here, you can look back and say, God, you did it here. And I know you're going to do it again. And I know that you're going to do it again. And I know that you're going to do it again. And I love that statement because remember, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in God. No matter what's going on, my wife has been going through a little bit up and down with uh, just some situations around her life right now, and she keeps going back to the simple statement unto God, unto him, and it simply says, trust in the Lord and do good, but what about the people around you? They're not doing good. That's okay. He's not dealing with them. He's dealing with you. Trust in the Lord and do good. But God, it doesn't make sense. All these other people get away with this stuff. God is gonna deal with them. But right now he's dealing with me. I can only deal with me. So I've gotta trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. But God, everybody else is getting blessed around me. Everybody else is getting promoted around me. Everybody else does this. They lie, cheat, steal, all this other stuff. I do the right thing and I don't get blessed. That's okay. Trust in the Lord. And do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Do you know what happens when you start to trust in the Lord? Peace comes in. You know what else comes in? Joy. Self-control. Confidence and knowledge to know that when I do what the Lord has asked me to do, remember it said this, trust in the Lord and do good, then you will. You'll live safely. And I like this, safely in the land And then he adds this part on the end, and prosper. On that, I'm sitting there going, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I'm just gonna trust in you. But he goes on to say this in verse four. It says this, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So it starts with trust. And then he says, delight, delight in the Lord. Don't delight in money. Don't delight in things. Don't delight in this. It says, delight in the Lord. Delight in the Lord is simply this. When you look at delight, it means brings great pleasure into your life. A cross-reference to that scripture specifically is 1 Peter 1.8. And it says, "Inexpressibly, inexpressible joy or indescribable joy. That's what the Lord brings in. When you take delight in the Lord, it doesn't affect you what goes around you. It affects you what's going on in you. You're the one that brings the joy into the room. You're the one that brings the peace into the room. You're the one because you live in that peace. You live in that joy because I take delight in the Lord. I can look around and see other people that have bigger houses than I do, nicer cars than I do, nicer life than I do, nicer this than I do, nicer whatever. But I can sit there and say, God, I'm blessed for them. I'm excited to see new people get this. I'm excited for those things because I know this, I got a great house. I got a great family. I got a great car that runs every single day. And God, I don't know how, but I'm gonna take the light of what I've got. And I'm gonna do my best at making it the best out of it. Because when you take the light, it changes everything. Take the light in what the Lord has blessed you with today. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Your desires aren't dead. They're just waiting. Because remember, 1 Peter 5 says, in due time, I'll lift you up. In due time. The problem is, I believe we get right to the step at times. We're getting here, we're doing right, we're doing right, and we turn our back and we go, God, it doesn't work. God, it doesn't work. He's like, no, 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 trust me, you were right there. It was just right there. And you walk up here and you're like, no, 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 it doesn't work. And it's, no, you're right Just trust me, take another step. And I'll take you to a place you've never been before. It's one more step. It's one more step. I love what Thomas Edison did. Man, he failed all the time. And they asked him, how'd you keep going? And he said, well, I thought the next one was the right answer. When you failed, what'd you think? I thought the next one was the right answer. When you failed again, what'd you think? The next one's the right answer. He knew the next step is a possible right answer. And I love the statement. I know 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Sometimes that's what you've got to look at. You know what? I know a million ways not to do it. But you know what? I found one way to do it now. Trust in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. In verse five, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. I love those statements. Whenever I read that word, he will, whenever I see those parts in there, I circle it. Because you know what it says? It teaches me this, the Lord can't lie. So if the Lord says he will do it, It's not someday, it's coming soon enough. It'll be here in no time at all. It's gonna be right here. If I'll just stay faithful in this moment, God said, I'll bring you the desires of your heart. But we've got to jump on board with that because understand this, the world doesn't understand faith. They understand reality. Reality screams only what they see in front of them. Faith goes beyond reality. And talks all about what's coming in the future. And that's the choice that we choose to make because faith is simply with us. When the word commit right there, it talks about, and it's defined as this, roll your way upon. And I was like, what does that mean? I'm sitting there thinking about these things and I'm thinking commit and I'm thinking commit. And I started to think about this. And the Lord showed me a vision in my mind because I was like, Lord, I don't get this. What, what do you mean by roll upon? And he said, it's like this. He said, it's like when you take a four-wheeler and you put it on a vehicle, when you put it on a truck or a trailer. He said, that four-wheeler never has to work again. You know what it does? It just rolls up on there and says, I'm not leaving because you strap it down there. No matter what comes in, that thing stays on there. And wherever that truck goes is where that four-wheeler goes. It didn't work at all to get there. All it did was hopped on board and said, I commit my ways. And he said, I'm the truck. I'm the trailer. You just got to jump on board with me. And I was like, oh, that makes all the sense in the world. I trust. Yeah, that makes it. I get it. Commit. When I commit, all I'm doing is jumping on the back of God. And God said, I'll lead the way. I'll show you how to get there. I'll walk the path. I'll do those things. You just got to commit and trust me. Trust me in this area. God teaches us that we need to simply trust, delight, and commit. We have a choice in every one of those words. We have a choice to trust. We have a choice whether we're gonna commit or not. We have a choice whether we're gonna be delightful. We're gonna delight in the Lord. I started thinking about this and two illustrations came to my mind and I was like, most people won't understand one, so I'll briefly explain that. There's a word when you talk about commit, I watch golf a lot and I like golf. And there's certain things that you'll hear caddies who are the partners of the main golfer. And he'll say, commit to your shot. Commit to your line. And what he's talking about is this. When you get up over the top of that line, when you putt it, don't, oh, I hope it goes in. No, commit, which means you fully trust. If I'll hit it on this line, it's going in. There's no doubt in my mind, it's going in. If I'll hit this shot full, I know it's going in. And I started to think about this in my life. I can remember when I was playing baseball. And I was playing for the University of New Mexico, we're playing against Nebraska, number one, or, we're, well, there's another time. We're playing against Arizona State, number one ranked team in the nation, my senior year. I'm playing against a guy, and I'm pitching against this guy. His name's Dustin Pedroia. If any of you know who he is, he's probably one of the best second basemen in the uh, major leagues, plays for Boston Red Sox. But I'm playing. I'm pitching against him, and this guy is already one of the best players in the nation. So I knew who he was at this moment. And I had my pitching coach, he came out and he said, hey, what do you want to throw to him? And I said, I don't know. We'll see how he does on the first pitch. I'm just hoping he doesn't <laughs> hit it over the par- out of the f- park, over the fence. I- I'm just hoping I can get through this. And he said, trust your stuff, you can beat him. And he turned and he walked off. And I was like, oh, I'm in now. That guy believes in me, I know I can beat this guy. So I walked back to the back and I said a quick prayer and I said, Lord, I need your help right here. I'm not being confident in what I've got, so I need your help. And I remember I drew, I drew a cross on the back like I did every single time. And I said, Lord, I'm gonna do this unto you. So I committed unto him and I said, Lord, I'm gonna trust this. And so I got up the first pitch and they called one pitch and I was like, I don't really feel comfortable throwing that pitch, I wanna throw this pitch. And so I shook off them. And the, the coach always said, if you don't feel committed to the pitch you're throwing, then don't throw it. Because when you do that, it gets hit over the fence really, really far. I've had it happen many times to me. But... This time I'm getting up there and I'm like, I want, I'm committed to this pitch. So I throw my first pitch, strike one. And I'm like, my, my confidence just goes up another level. And I'm like, I got this. Next pitch, I throw another pitch. I throw it, strike two. And I'm like, this is huge. Next pitch, ball one. Next pitch, ball two. Next pitch, he files off. Next pitch, I strike him out. So the best player in the entire country I struck out. He's 0 for 1 against me. So that's a good thing. We'll, we'll leave it at that. But what, what the Lord talked to me about at that moment is this. He said, there's a lot of people in this life that when you talk about faith, they don't ever commit fully to faith. He said, when you committed to those pitches, you put everything you had behind it. You didn't step in and say, well, I hope. You said, no, I know that this is going to happen. You didn't use words like, I think. You said, I have no doubt in my mind. If I throw this pitch, I will beat this guy. And he said, if my, if my sons and daughters would use those same words, he said, there's nothing, no mountain, no river, no person, and no thing that can stand in their way. But he said, too many. Change it from I am to I hope I am. Change it from I think to who knows, we'll see. And he said, if they will stand in faith, I promise you, we will move mountains. And that's what it comes back down to. Commit, delight, and trust in the Lord. I want you to turn to Luke chapter 18 because he gave me this illustration. He helped me to understand this through this man. So Luke chapter 18, and then we're gonna go back to Psalms 37. But I wanna read this story and I want you to think about how he says this. We're going to read out of verse 35. And it says this, As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of the crowd going past, he asked what was happening. It says they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was going by. Now, I think about this moment and, and, and I picture myself sitting there and I, I picture myself being this blind man I can't see all I hear is this noise and this this hustle and bustle and it's different than it's ever been before Because i've heard people go by but i've never heard a crowd like this go by And so I asked somebody what, what's going on? What's going on? And they said jesus Of nazareth is coming he's coming well, all of a sudden this guy relates back into his mind, who's this Jesus of Nazareth? He doesn't say who it is. He goes, I know who that is. I know who that guy is. And if that guy will get here, I know that he can heal me. Because look what he does right here. It says this, so he begins shouting. It's the very next statement. So he begins shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And I started to think about this and I started to walk through this and I was like, okay, God, here he is. This is a blind man. He's never seen Jesus before. He's never seen. All he's done is heard. He's never seen miracles. All he's done is heard about the miracles. But you know what? The Bible says faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word, the word, the stories, the truth of who Jesus Christ is. So he's sitting there and he's saying this. In his mind, he's going, I need that. I need that because I know he can perform a miracle today. I know that he can do this. So he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In verse 39, it says, those around him said, be quiet, the people in the front yelled at him. You know what, in life, it's the exact same thing. You're gonna have a statement of faith and you're gonna go up to somebody and say, no, I'm believing for this. And they're gonna say, that'll never happen. And you got a choice at that moment, whether you listen to that voice or you listen to the voice of God. God said, if you'll speak unto this mountain, it shall be removed. Remember the first thing, the voice you believe will determine the future you experience. So he goes on and he says this, but he only shouted louder. I love it. I love it. People are telling him, be quiet. Nobody wants to hear you. You're a blind guy. You're a blind beggar. You're a nobody. Quit messing with people. Don't do that. And he said, "Uh uh-uh, you're not gonna stop me from getting my miracle. That's a statement of faith right there. And I love this because he says this. It says, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. I love this statement right here because he goes forward. And as the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He goes and he says, if I can just speak with him, if I can just have a moment, all I need is one moment. And I know God can make a miracle happen. I know because I've heard what he's done. I've heard what he's done and I'm no different than those. And he says this statement, it says, Lord, he acknowledges, Lord, he points and he says, Lord, he said, I want to see. I want to see. And I love this. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. I look at that statement and I'm going, God, you mean it's on me? This man didn't wake up that morning and say, you know what? I think I'm going to get healed today. It was in a spur of a moment when he heard Jesus Christ is coming there. He said, that's all I need. That's all I need. When I get that, he's going he's gonna to heal me right now. He's going to heal me right now. Jesus, have mercy on me. And he says, what do you want? It's your faith that healed you. Instantly, the man could see and he followed Jesus, praising God and all who saw it, praised God too. What he's talking about simply is this. He chose his statement of faith. In verse 39, it stated that Jesus can do it. He stated it. He stated, what do you want me to do? I want you to bless me. I want you to pray for me. No, I wanna see. And I've heard all the stories. And I've done this because his faith was bold. And he said, I wanna see tonight. I wanna see today. And today's the day. A, a, A thought that we come back through is this. A lot of times, We want Jesus to acknowledge our faith, but our faith first has to acknowledge Jesus. We have to choose that. We have to take the steps forward. We walk this out. Accomplishing the impossible is all about trusting the invisible, committing to the steps, and delighting in the journey with God. Listen to that again, Accomplishment, accomplishing the impossible is all about trusting the invisible, trusting by faith. It's not what you see, but what you believe. It's not reality. Committing to the steps. God, what do I have to do? Commit under that and delighting in the journey that God has set before you. It's the choice that we choose. Faith is how we learn to trust, delight, and commit. This last couple of weeks ago, we were at the Men of Iron, I had a friend of mine who came up to me and said, you're gonna be on the prophetic team. And I was like, ha ha, that's funny. Ha ha, I've never been on the prophetic team before. he said, no, God told me you're gonna be on the prophetic team. And I don't know how you argue that. So I'm like, okay, sounds good. This is Thursday. So Friday afternoon, he comes up and he says, you ready to go? And I said, yeah, I'm ready. And he goes, he said, well, the Lord told me you're gonna do this. And I said, he said this also. He said, we're gonna get you out of the boat. You're gonna learn to trust me more. And I said, at that moment in my mind, literally, I had this thought. I could turn it to him and say, I don't think that's for me today. Or I could step forth and say, you know what? I'm gonna trust God. I've never done it before. I've never done that. I prophesied over a few people, but that's it. But the Lord had something specific that day. And I remember sitting back going, okay. And my friend said, that's okay. You're gonna be with me the whole time. We walk in there and there's so many men that are there to get prophesied over. He said, I'm sorry, you're not gonna be with me. You're gonna be on your own. And I said, oh no. In my heart, I'm going, oh no. But I said this, okay, God, I believe this. Well, right before we went in, he looked at some of the other people, the other men that were prophesying and he said, tell me what's gonna happen. 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 He skipped right over me and I don't know why. And he's like, tell me what's going to happen. Tell me what's going to happen. Okay, tell me what's going to happen. Tell me And I'm like, dude, I'm right here. Talk. So he finishes and he looks around and he's talking for a little bit. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. You didn't ask me. And he said, okay, well, tell me what's going to happen. I said, here's what's going to happen. I said, I'm going to work in the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. God is going to give me a vision. I'm going to see this and I'm going to know exactly what they have for God, that it's going to be a, something about their past to help them in the future. And I said, this is exactly what's going to happen. And he said, okay, sounds good. So we go in there. And the first person comes up and I go, okay, God, let's do this. And he sits down and I close my eyes to pray over him. And God gives me a vision that instant. And I said, did this happen to you? And I started to name these things. And I said, God is showing me this thing. And all of a sudden it is like just crying, just waterworks open up. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that as a yes. And, and we go forward and we start doing these things. And we started at two o'clock and I didn't end till six o'clock that night. Four hours straight of prophecy on something I'd never done before. But what taught me was this, is the Lord will take you to places you never thought that you could go. If you'll commit, trust and take the light. What the Lord told me is tonight, tonight is your night. Tonight is the night that you will receive the miracle that you've been believing for. But you get to choose. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit everything you do unto the Lord and trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Here it is. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about the wicked schemes. What the Lord is simply saying is this. Learn to be still. If you'll trust, take delight and commit your way. And be still in front of me. I'll lead you and I'll bring your miracle will happen tonight. I love the statement, and he gave me this, thought, this my final thought: <clears throat> the faith to step out is worthless without the commitment to stay faithful in all circumstance. And what he's meaning by that is this: if you take a step of faith tonight, but circumstances cause you to speak ill of your faith, it's going to be gone. If you'll choose to stay faithful in all circumstances, God said, "I'll bring your miracle." Fruition. It's a choice that we choose tonight. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.